theme song. The Hello Kitty thing. Like, it makes me laugh every time. So I just won't watch it. And that is why I get so much hate. He means Courtney Cox. Up kitchy kitchy goo means that I love you. Every kiss begins with K. <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know, man. Let's get back to the point. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Back to the Point, the official podcast of Close Call Entertainment. I am your host, Seth, and this is your host, Brad. Hello, hello. How are you today, my guy? I am good. I liked that little, um, there was like a, a panic in your eyes or something because you thought I was going to do it, do the, the intro countdown? with you. Yeah. Well, I thought you were going to do the countdown, and then I was like, oh, I'm doing the whole thing. No, huh? you're doing the whole thing, birthday boy. That's fine. Yes, my birthday was yesterday as of recording. Yes. And um, so my gift to you is more work. <laughs> thanks, pal. You nailed it. Though. Um, Yeah, I did. I did. First um, try. You watched anything interesting this week? Um, I did. I watched, I watched the Lord of the Rings movies. All three of them? Yes. Oh, I thought we were going to do that together. Did we say that? No, I, I'm, I'm 50% positive we might have. I feel so. if anything, we we would have said we will not watch them. That's fair. Um, um, no, I watched them because I was, um, I was in a Narnia mood, but I like mm-hmm. just watched Narnia. So I was like, okay, I guess the logical step is Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And I had like nothing to do. So I was like, okay, I've got nine hours to kill. I got nine hours. <laughs> well, I watched, the, I watched the first one, and then the next day I watched uh, two. That's fair. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll just I'll just watch it. It's very boring. <laughs> really, you didn't like him? I people I, love Lord of the Rings. It's got good stuff. But my God, is it long? <laughs> that's that's a hot take. I tried to like whenever I look up Lord of the Rings on HBO Max, the first results are the extended clips, mm-hmm. and I don't know how long those are. But it I, adds over an hour to the second well, movie. I did not watch those because I watched the regular one. Each one is almost three hours. Yeah, and and HBO had the gall to go, "Do you want to watch longer versions?" No. <laughs> Some people do. I, fr- I know they do. There's a whole trope where it's like the worst thing you can do is have someone watch the extended versions first because if they hate it, it'll ruin it. Mm-hmm. But if they, but if you make them watch the short versions, then you're like, there's an hour more. They're like, an hour more. I'd like to know what is in it that makes it more interesting because a lot of these movies are just walking. I mean, you can make walk and talk interesting. It's not always walk and talk. That's fair. Um, no, they do interesting stuff with it. It becomes more interesting when, like, Golem. Um, don't come, know who that is, but continue. You know who Golem is? Maybe. Gollum? Maybe. Andy Serkis' character? Yes. That he is famous for yes. playing because of the CGI? Yes. He's the little weird dude that's obsessed with the ring, and he's like, my precious. Yes, 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 yes. 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 It gets a bit more interesting when he um, gets involved because it's it creates a dynamic between, like, him Frodo and Sam that's mm-hmm. more interesting but there's like two movies of it so it it, it does go like oh, okay okay that's um, fair. but no they're I, I'd like I do like them but I will not do that again. that's fair I need to watch them um yeah I I'm intrigued mm-hmm. I've seen like random snippets here and there mm-hmm. I'm completely lost on what these movies are fucking about besides yeah. them they're going to destroy the ring like that's yes. the whole shtick um, and I know, like, now, I think when Frodo wears it, he's invisible. Like, it's I, will, I will say this. Technical achievement. Oh, my God, this movie is insane. And like, maybe that's what it are, was. All of them are insane because, like, the detail that went into those movies. Like, Peter Jackson did years of preparation mm-hmm. for these movies. And, like, and it shows. You can see it in the movies where it's like, oh, my God, there's so much to it. It's kind of like, it's like Star Wars in that sense. But I almost feel like this is better. I mean, um, I think a lot of things are better than Star Wars. I don't mean, like, in terms of 
the story or just the movies. I mean, in terms of like the work that went into it, I think this is better than the work that went into Star Wars. That's fair. So it's like it's it's insane and crazy and a lot of on set locations, minimal CGI. Um, though there are there are CGI. Yeah, absolutely. But um, no, like it it that that stuff is like oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> Good That's job. Fair. He then did none of that for The Hobbit. <laughs> Yeah, well, The Hobbit was also one book extended into three movies, where this was three separate books made mm-hmm. into three movies, but which all, makes a difference. It it does, but also um, he just well, he didn't want to do those. Mm. Um, I think they were going to get Guillermo del Toro uh, to do those, and he backed out. And then they, I think they asked Peter Jackson to come on as like a supervisor, or consultant to help out with it. And then he just quickly realized, like, oh, I just have to do this myself. Mm. And so he did them, and they. They're not as good. No, people don't think they're as good. No. Um, I think I like those better, though. But that might just be because those are the ones I watched first. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I watched half of The Hobbit when it came out in, like, 2013. I think I also just like Martin Freeman more. That's fair. I, li- I like him quite a lot. He's interesting. Mm-hmm. I texted you. This was kind of, I guess, the hint that I, I, was, I was... My plan was I was going to watch it and not tell anyone. Mm-hmm. And then... But I couldn't help but text you some ideas that I had. <laughs> and I texted you first. I was like, what if I just start smoking out of a pipe like Gandalf? And mm-hmm. you were like, do it. And then the next day I was, I was watching too. And I just went, Carl Urban's in Lord of the Rings. And you were like, are you watching it right now? And I was like, no. I was just shocked because we've been like, we're never going to watch. It's going to be like an event, you know, because it was like, it's a lot of fucking movies. It is a lot of movies. Which I mean, like we've watched all of the MCU. So we're being a little bit of hypocrites in that sense. <laughs> um, but, we wa- but we watched all of those movies over the course of years. Yeah, it has been what? 13? 14 years like 15 now actually it was 2008 okay yeah um but just like yeah i don't know when was the last time you sat down and just like binged the mcu i mean i binged phase one like a year ago that's one thing yeah it was was six movies it was (laughs) not those movies are a lot shorter they are they are like an hour and a half Mm -hmm. um i wanted to watch all the iron men that's for all the iron well no the first Iron Man is amazing. I really like the second. And I the, like the third. The third is a good buddy cop film, but it's yeah, not it a is. great Iron Man no. film. No, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I watched a weird-ass movie this oh, week. Oh, yeah? Tell me. Yeah. Um, it's called The Lobster. <laughs> I've heard of The Lobster. Um, it's Colin Farrell and Katie Wise. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, what is it about? I don't, I've heard of The oh Lobster, but... Oh, my God, Brad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is... Wild. I'm guessing it's not that um, story from Friends where it's like he's her lobster. No. Oh damn. <laughs> um, I think it's making a reference to that though. Mm. Kind of like that's why it's that's why he wants. Like I think that's like a reference that's like embedded in my Do head. Lobsters from it. mate for life. I thought that was penguins. No, I think multiple animals can mate for life. <laughs> I mean that's fair, but um, but do lobsters? I think so. That's the whole point. Yeah, I've never heard of it be lobsters besides in Friends. I've only know. heard it as penguins. I call this my lobster. So I'm just gonna go. You with could that. easily fact check this but we won't yeah, we'll do it later um, <laughs> sure but so essentially it's the dystopia where if you're not a couple you can't live in society you get sent to this hotel mm-hmm. and you have 45 days to basically find a partner and it has to be off something very like minuscule like you're both short short uh eyesight or um you have a limp or your nose bleeds like it's it's really dumb shit it can be superficial it's very yeah it's, it's super that's where it's superficial and it's very spoon-fed like the okay. whole moral is 
Um, is that a good thing or to its detriment? I think it's to its detriment. Mm-hmm. Cause like I, I got the message it was saying like instantly. And then I still had an hour and a half left. <laughs> um, that's some golden bay time. <laughs> well, it's age 24. Oh, yeah. So it's weird as shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I mean, it, there's some dark shit that happens that I'm just not cool with. Okay. <laughs> um, and in the end, like the whole thing is like, they're blinded by love because they're looking for it. And you have this one couple that know it's a lie but are being together just so they're out of the situation so you have like that example but then you also have him being like but i want like love is what i want and mm. i and but he thinks they have to have this one shared trait to be this able to keep it like an allegory for gay relationships it's not okay at least i don't think so it's literally just about how people just are superficial sounded, about love mm. at least in my opinion and there might be the way you described it, it just sounded like somebody like um like just get oh it's the cap and peggy thing it's like cap is best friends with peggy but everyone else is homophobic so they are seen as the romantic mm-hmm. couple but really it's bucky <laughs> i mean i disagree with that but okay. can, but fair that sounded like what you were saying of this it's, lobster it's movie. weird okay and it's it's dystopic and lots of bad things happen <laughs> and it's it's gory and okay. it's maybe it, i I'll like it yeah, maybe i won't you, i think you'll be uncomfortable I was uncomfortable. You're uncomfortable by a lot of things. Yeah, but this was specific. Okay. Um, I gave it like three stars. Mm-hmm. It was okay. It was uh, just. I want to see. Wild. I want to see another Colin Farrell movie. It's it's on HBO. It's called Banshees of Ishiram. Mm. I'm probably mispronouncing that last word, but I think it's a story about friendship and like reconnecting with friends. And I, but I don't think it's a in a good mm-hmm. way. I think it's like something happened horribly and they're trying to figure it out. Um, it's with Colin Farrell and, and another dude. I'm sorry, I don't know his name, but um, I've heard great things and I'd like to see it. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. should we get into some news? Yeah, it might actually be important to actually might talk about a topic. I like these topics we, we talked about. Yeah, well, I, I watched this and I was like, I gotta tell Brad about this fucking movie because <laughs> it's fucking weird and I don't want to spoil too much, mm-hmm. but it's. I have a question. Wild. You bringing up the have you watched anything today? Did you actually wonder uh, what I watched? Yeah, of course or, I cared. Or were you like, I have something I want to watch about, but I can't say that first. No, if you had nothing, I'd be like, well, I have something. Okay. Um, I just care. Like, if I'm going to share enough. something, I think it's only fair that you also get a, mm. the floor to share. We watch very different yes, movies this week. <laughs> I feel, but you watched, but yours was shorter, so I feel you win. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. All Lord of the Rings will come around at some point. Mm-hmm. Um... I'm sure I'll watch The Lobster. Yeah, at some point I'm like, let's watch it. Just mm-hmm. just to fuck around. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Jerry Springer passed. Yes, so you... Uh, I don't I don't really have any connection with Jerry Springer. And you brought up that that's because I'm homeschooled? Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, the Very public school kids. Um, when you're sick, you're staying home, and you there's not much on TV in the mornings because it's like Disney uh, Junior and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would watch like Bubble Steve guppies. Wilkos. Yeah. So I'd watch like Steve Wilkos, Jerry Springer. Really? Um, and I mean, he was also in like Austin Powers and it's very sad, but, um, and it was, it was an insane show. I'm certain, you know, the, do you know of the premise? No, no. Honestly. So he'll have these couples or this family on and it'll, this person will be like, yeah, my boyfriend doesn't know that I did do, 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 or my girlfriend doesn't know that <laughs> I did. Bring the boyfriend and then on. he's like, oh really? Well he does now cause he's backstage. <laughs> And the people will just start running and like the camera follows them and there's fist fights and the crowd's roaring. It's 
It's insanely spectacle stupidity oh, I, shit. I, I think I hate that it's I missed Judge this. It's Judge Judy on like fucking <laughs> a billion. Like it is insane. Um, and they like take paternity tests. Like it is it, it is reality TV before reality TV. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, and that's like what we watched when we were sick at home because there was nothing else on. It was like a CW or something. That's um, that's crazy. I don't think I, even if I wasn't homeschooled, I don't know if I would have watched Jerry Springer because I. I was the kid that if all if all that I had was bubble guppies, I bring that up because this is what happened to me. That was all I had to watch mm-hmm. when I was like 11. And I'm like, you're, if you're 11 and you're watching bubble guppies, you're too old to be watching bubble Amen. guppies. But it was all I had. So I just sat there and I watched it. That's fair. And I'm, watch it and I'm like, I fucking hate bubble guppies. It's stupid. It's not a good one. It's not a good show. Um, it's not like Bluey or one of those shows that like even parents are like, yeah, I like that one. You mm-hmm. know, it's just... It's just shit <laughs> yeah, it's just dumb it's awful. um i love bluey though i've been trying to get Alyssa to watch it it's great i haven't watched bluey it's it's just as much for adults as it is for kids oh, that's good. it's fantastic um but it's just sad like mm-hmm. th- he's an icon like an american icon and i know you missed out on that yeah but i i had heard of him before but i i knew of a like oh i've heard the jerry springer show mm-hmm. But no, I had no idea what it was about. I actually thought it was just like a talk show or something. And um, and I haven't watched the Austin Power film, so mm-hmm. I I missed them. But that sounds hilarious. It was insane. And my 11-year-old ass was glued. That sounds great. I was great. like, this is great. <laughs> uh, this is peak cinema for me at the moment. Um, one day when we watch uh, Austin Powers, though, you'll kind of get your own little Steve Wilkos is actually one of the bodyguards on it. It's hilarious. Like wow. There's cameo on cameo for that one. We should um, watch um, the Eric Andre show. I've heard nothing, but like, it's just amazing comedy. What I've is heard. it? It's it, oh, we've talked about yes, it before. Yes, it's the with the where he shoots the guy yeah, in the chair. Hannibal Burris, who's yeah. a, a very funny comedian. But um, oh, that, that sounds funny. Well, that sucks that he passed away. But, <laughs> yeah, but he was how you seventy nine. Well, that's something. younger he, than I would have thought. He was older. Yeah, but that's um, younger than I would have thought. I I thought he'd be like I don't know, pushing ninety. Jerry Springer, age 79. Yeah. No. Nope. Wow. Well, that's not a bad life, but it is shorter than I would have thought. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Um, Rise of the Beast trailer. Yes. The official, not teaser, but trailer dropped this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm all bite. Alyssa brought something up, and I'm curious what you think. Okay. She's like, if they already dealt with a planet eating thing in the 90s why were they so worried about megatron <laughs> like she's like that's so such I'm a pretty, smaller villain i'm pretty sure this is not connected to the michael bay ones like at all i don't think so like it's set earlier but i don't think the the lead up is okay now we're gonna do the michael bay movies i think this is like a full reboot but like it looks like it's connected to bumblebee still and bumblebee wasn't a reboot but Bumblebee isn't connected to the Michael Bay I mean, Bay movies, Optimus, it? it's, it's the story that they tell in the first movie. Optimus sends Bumblebee to kind of basically be a spy and make sure Earth is good. Two people follow him, and he has to deal with, like, two robots. Or two uh, So he's going to do that again in, like, 20 years? This 20, is when 20. he did it initially, and it's what they talked about in the first movie. You so just get to see it So fully. what I'm saying is, like, oh, they talked about it. This isn't, like, what he did in the first no, movie. No, in the first Transformers... They talk about how they sent Bumblebee to investigate, and that's how he ends up there. And okay. you, even at the end of Bumblebee, you see him turn into the car but that I Shia also, LaBeouf gets. I also would not go for the Michael Bay movies in terms of consistency in their storytelling either, because Bumblebee was also, like, from the fifth movie, he was also in World War II. 
I don't know then. Fuck it. I don't. Anything's yeah, like possible. He was, like, I, I think, know they scouted Earth before this. He was yeah, just kind but, of to ensure. But in like in Transformers 5, it's revealed that like the Transformers have been throughout history for a long time. Like they were there during the King Arthur they talk and, about it in and, the second and Merlin one as well. stuff. And, but yeah, they also show that Bumblebee like was in World War II and like attacked Hitler or something. I need to watch all these movies. No, you don't. Um, <laughs> you really don't. All I know is Bumblebee's really good, and I think this mm-hmm. is kind of a continuation of From There. I not say- in like connected, not in like it's gonna be the same plot or anything. But I think it's just like, and then this happened later. It, I I don't know this because I haven't watched Bumblebee, but I, marketing wise, I would say this should be a reboot. That's fair. It might because be because I wouldn't want if I was making a new transformers movie and it wasn't a michael bay one i would not want to be connected to that universe at all that's fair it might be those those movies that are universally hated i mean people like some of them people like the first people one people do like the first one i heard <laughs> that's five was okay what i heard five was okay the last no. night it was that, that was bad. the last one why do you think that's fair <laughs> no it wasn't i don't know i'm intrigued it's by this though real bad <laughs> i'm intrigued by this i'm I am not in- a fan of the suit like the power ranger looking suit that i think he's gonna get so i know in the cartoon sam Wit- Wit- wiki gets like some sort of suit it's probably not going to be the same kind of this as this from memory it's like a very bulbous like kind of exploration mm-hmm. type suit that they put him in um but and I think it can transform itself. Uh, real weird. Don't know how that works with a human inside it. But yeah, that's my thing. Like, this is going to get wonky. I'm not against the idea of this dude having a suit. Um, I, I'm i really not against anything, but I, I don't think I'm necessarily sold on anything either. That's fair. I mean, I'm I happy like to, the lead. I'm, hap- I'm happy to get back into the Transformers universe. I will say that. I'm I'm here for Michelle Yeoh. Uh, Pete yeah, Davidson, just the, like, I think, a, is going to be she's fun. She's like a falcon or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Davidson will be fun. Um, I'm open to an earth eating thing. Um, that's, that's right. They're doing that. That's what I don't like. They're doing Unicron again. Yeah. And they did Unicron in three dark side of the moon. Cause which, that's the one where they like bring some old guy back to life or something. I don't even remember, but like, this is what I mean in, in terms of like consistency and co- continuity. I mean, uh, continuity in those movies, like in the third one, they are trying to bring Unicron to earth and mm-hmm. then they destroy it. Um, and like send it back and then in the fifth movie unicron is like trying to take over the earth and it's like you destroyed this like two movies ago Mm -hmm. um so i I am kind of going like oh we're doing unicron again huh Uh, okay i like the beast though the beast is a cool aspect sure i that's what really intrigues me i like that it's kind of a new cast Mm -hmm. a little different um i will say i think megan fox was kind of like holding that franchise on her back she was the main character because once she left (laughs) it went to shit because like people don't like the second one and i've learned you are right about why people don't like the second (laughs) one there's more reasons than just that one you did not realize that i don't know their names because fuck them i'm not going to try and learn their names but there are two like uh transformers that are just they're just racist stereotypes it's like a minstrel show which is a very racist theatrical show they used to do sure. to like make fun of people of color. It's it's real fucked up and wrong. You didn't know that that it was a very like racist stereotype no. thing, and then you watched it and you're like, "Hey, you might be right." Well, you you said it, and I was like, "No, I just watched this, and it wasn't like that." And I was like, "They were kind of funny," and then I looked into it, and I was like, 
oh, oh, he does have the golden tooth, doesn't he? And it's mm-hmm. kind of like all the things started clicking. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. Isn't it fun when something you, well, I was, is this something that you really liked? Well, I didn't like, I didn't think they were like the best part of the movie. Yeah. I just, I felt like the, but the two brothers being like goofy and stupid. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's kind of funny. In my head, mm-hmm. I just didn't think about it being it color coded. It also but like does, I see it now. Yeah, it also sets a bad precedent for the future movies because it's, um, I don't. You can if you watch them, you'll notice that they stop having personalities and like discussions and, mm-hmm. and like actual real discussions, and they just start arguing and fighting and just like and just tumbling on the ground for a little bit, and then they come back and they're fine. And it's and that's and it's real annoying. <laughs> that's fair. That's also why Bumblebee is kind of great. Because it's just him, so he has to have a personality. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's Haley Steinfeld. You can't really go wrong. John sure. Cena, like, sure, some a lot of good shit thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, you need to watch it because I think it might at least lead into this one to a degree. Although that one directly led into Transformers, like the I first one. I don't think it does. And in the end of it, he turns into the car that Shia LaBeouf gets in the first movie. I would not try to connect those at all. Maybe they were just still like trying to keep it alive because that is why we got Rise of Beast. We only get Rise of Beast because Bumblebee was successful. Sure, but why try to connect to this this franchise that or this universe that people don't like? It's already the brand. We I don't, don't know. I'm with you. Real common by 2019. I'm with you. I'm not <laughs> a fan of all reboots, but I'm with you. I I feel like it's well. Sometimes reboots are necessary. I agree. So I don't know. Not a lot of them. <clears throat> Harry Potter. Anyways. <laughs> Um. Next news. Really excited for that. I'm gonna fucking kill myself. <laughs> um, Dodgeball and Underdog Story Two. Have you seen the first? No. It's ludicrous. It is one of those 2000 movies, isn't it? No. <laughs> it's one of those 2000 movies that sure. if it was put up today, it would not pass. I've heard um, good things about Dodgeball. Ben Stiller's the villain. Mm-hmm. Um, Vince Vaughn. Um, Ben Stiller, I think, is a, a real blind spot for me. I don't know if I've really seen a lot of his movies. He's in a lot of random stuff. Yeah, he's he really is. good. I I'm, like Ben Stiller a lot. I'm sure he is. I'm trying to think of what I have seen him in. I've heard he's. Um, I've heard of his movie Secret Life of Walter Mitty. Yeah, I've heard that's fantastic. He's like a, yeah, Alyssa really likes it. She says it's a little weird. There's got to be um, one Ben Stiller movie I watch though. I got. He's in I gotta so see. many things. I haven't watched Zoolander. I know that's crazy. I won't watch it. Oh really? It looks bad. Um, I do want to watch Starsky and Hutch though. Oh, Tropic Not Thunder. Not at the museum. I gotta get you. Oh, that's it. That's what it is. I, I gotta get you to watch Tropic Thunder, though. We'll see. You're we'll gonna see. hate it. I know. You're gonna talk about a movie that could not be made today. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, He's in Tower Heist. That's a fun one. Oh, Megamind. Well, I wouldn't recognize him from I mean, Megamind. That's fair. Uh, uh, but no, it's absolutely Night at the Museum. Madagascar. Uh, yeah, I did know that. Um, mm-hmm. he's, he's in a lot of random things. It's fun. Yeah. It's very much like... It's actually kind of progressive messaging. Okay. There's definitely like blatant anti women oh, <laughs> throughout the whole thing. Like it is, it is not a feminist movie by any means. Okay. Um, I watched it way too young. Um, it lots feels- of sex jokes. Like okay. It's like Austin Powers esque. Okay. That movie for me was White Chicks. I watched that way I too young. I did not care for White Chicks even as a kid. A lot of people don't. I mean, some people like it. It's oh, a no. cult classic. People love it, but a lot of people also just don't like it. Alyssa loves it. She's like, you need to rewatch it. And I'm like, do I, though? Do I don't I? remember a lot of it. I watched it when I was a kid, and it was like a, um, it was like with a sleepover with a friend mm-hmm. that I, that 
was a friend but not really either is <laughs> and it was more just like we're gonna watch white chicks and i was like what is this and then we watched it and i was like i don't know if i want to watch this yeah um <laughs> do you ever see the other movie one of them were in um the Wayne naked. brothers yeah uh naked so he it's groundhog day which okay. is like the same day over and over thing uh-huh. he I've is seen in Supernatural. It, he's in an elevator yeah. And he wakes up in the elevator naked in a hotel across the city from where his wedding is. Everyone's worst And he's nightmare. late to his wedding. Okay. And the whole thing is he thinks he might have cheated on her. Um, he's <laughs> trying to get there. There's a guy that used to be her ex that's like, young, that's the definition of tall, dark, and handsome. Okay. Like, there, it's it's very much like romantic comedy. Like, really goes for it. It's pretty fun. Okay. Interesting. Um, no, I have not seen that, right, It's on Netflix. It's, it's a dumb I don't know if I'll calm. watch it, but it sounds interesting. Um, at some point I'll probably be like, hey Brad. Um We're gonna watch this movie. You remember White Chicks? <laughs> oh god no. <laughs> uh, this is like twenty eighteen, so it's a little, oh, really? little more, okay. little more progressive than okay. white chicks. <laughs> um Disney Wish trailer. Yeah, this is um I like the idea. And I think mm-hmm. I like um it seems like the king is like a protagonist or not protagonist. He's, and he's, he's the bad. villain. He had the green. This. He's yeah, bad. Yeah. That's just like Disney which, rule. Which I like. I, I like that more. It's it's it seems interesting. But there's um there's something weird with the animation. Yeah, she's 3D. This is our theory at the moment. There's like this little Luma creature, like yeah. from Mario, but it's it looks almost entirely 2D animation. Yeah, which I love. I love 2D animation. Then there's a goat. Named Valentino, voiced mm-hmm. by Alan Tudyk. Which, what a king. We love him. Absolutely. Harley Quinn, oh my we god, he's great him, in it. We should have put him on the... We should have had him in the competition. Yeah, last yeah. Week. It's fine, the next one, we'll try to remember. Um, And then and then there's the main character, who I don't uh, know the name on first. So Asha, actually, yeah. I think it is. Yes, yes. Um, I don't remember, because it's a they longer name. They don't say name. it, we just had to go look at it. Yeah, Because yeah, they yeah. don't even talk about it. It's also weird, it. on IMDb, there's only like three people casted in this. It's the king, the main character, and then the goat. Mm, maybe it's not huge. I'd be surprised if she has to have like a family or something. Something, I don't know. But uh, but it seems like the, the Luma's 2D, the goat feels like a bit of both mm-hmm. and then she just looks like 3d animation and it's it's jarring a bit it's it's weird mm-hmm. it's kind of like watching studio ghibli in the background but then yeah there's I, like i, I can understand Tangled, what you mean moana and kanto in the front i, I really do get uh Encanto vibes from yeah the which I'm, I'm here for Encanto was phenomenal but I, it doesn't i don't know i don't know if i like the animation well, in this my thing is Disney does this thing where they watch don't. It, it'll yeah. be like the most amazing. I know. Here's the thing. Disney does this thing where they don't advertise their like uh, more diverse, diverse movies. They mm. didn't do it for Strange World. They didn't really give Encanto what it needed. But, but Encanto it spoke for still it spoke for itself by mm. all means. And I and I I think Strange World was also a pretty solid movie. Um, there were issues, but it was pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, and I think this it's one's this Kanto. one's their hundred year anniversary movie. Like this is the thing they're going for. Yeah. So I'd be shocked if right? we didn't get more in the next trailer because it's definitely a teaser. That's fair. Um, and it kind of be a little different. And maybe it'll, there'll be an explanation. Maybe in the it'll movie. be more polished. Yeah. Or, I don't even know it's polished. It could be a thing they're going for. Kind mm-hmm. of like Miles being in a different frame rate in the first Spider Verse. That's kind of like there's a there's on certain things there's like a black outline on yeah. some of these characters, and it gives me Spider Verse vibes from the animation. It just feels like a mesh of just a bunch of different great art styles. Mm-hmm. 
But instead of like those aren't just doing one of those and doing it well, it feels like they're just trying to put a bunch of them in. Which, which it, that could be the whole hundred years thing. They're trying to that, like mix it, but they got to do it well. That's and they're we don't have a lot to work with yet. I'm intrigued. I don't know. I think it'll be fun. The animation worries me, but the concept looks fun. Yeah, she makes a wish. There's mm-hmm. a price to pay. Sure. I think it's gonna be a very classic Disney plot esque. Little Mermaid. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm here for it. I'm sure. open. Um, I like the goat. Yeah, the goat. I think I think if he's in it, we gotta give it like a full chance at the minimum. <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna be like, look, if he's in it, then we gotta give it best things. No, 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 no. I was like, oh wow, that'll be a winning mm-hmm. thing, though. I do, I'll say that much. Oh yeah, I do like Alan Tudyk. I do too. He's amazing. He's the rooster in Moana. Is he fucking really? Yeah. I saw a clip. It was uh, him doing the line for it. It's just him going like. <laughs> you like screaming. He's a great voice actor. But then he just goes, oh, I went to Juilliard. <laughs> um, Deborah and uh or in a um in um Dexter in went to driver. Juilliard. <laughs> no. Um and she lived in Louisville, uh quit her job to go to Juilliard and then Ooh. quit Juilliard to go to a, on a show and then nice. start her career. Hell yeah. Fast X Part two releasing in twenty twenty five. Uh sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be pissed. Let's get this one first. I'm I'm already upset about this one. Have so you we'll seen see. um or I heard I heard that uh because the last one they went to space mm-hmm. and I heard somebody say that for these next two movies, they're going to go back in time. <laughs> I will I'll lose it. Okay, but I'll you, quit. But but look right there. That's different. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just so you guys know, he's pointing to my Back to the Future poster I brought to the studio. But think about, think of this. Here's the pitch: Dom rolls up in a DeLorean. No, <laughs> and they go back to the first movie, if and they, that's how they bring back Ball Walker. If they touch the DeLorean, I'll quit. I will fucking, I will literally be like Brad. I'm walking out of the theater. <laughs> like I will not fuck with them touching my one of the best movies of all time. <sighs> I would die laughing. I've, I just died laughing now. But it's like, oh my god. That is the only way that I could think of for them trying to digitally recreate and bring back uh, Paul Walker. That kind of makes sense. They're just doing it so they can kill him off. It's fucking stupid. But what if they just go back in time? And they just see young Paul Walker. They're not scientists. They're, they're, they went to space. <laughs> they're not astronauts. They sent their comedy duo to space. They didn't even send, like, Dom, who's the leader. They sent their comedy, comedic relief to space. Ludicrous. Ludicrous and uh, Tyrese. Fuck. (laughs) I would not be surprised if they just, I mean, if they just go, okay, now we're doing time travel. (laughs) No, no, no. That is too much for me. That would be funny, though. No. (laughs) No. I would, I would quit. I, so I heard this theory, and I was like, "Oh my god, I have to bring this up to Seth." <laughs> it's weird. By the way, I brought up the DeLorean part. I just heard that like they're gonna do time travel, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, "What if they write? What if they bring in a DeLorean?" <laughs> no, you can't touch. They need cool fast cars. I don't know if they could because uh, Robert Zemeckis is still alive, right? Yeah, he and he won't do another. So I don't know if he would let them do that. No, he wouldn't. But... He has respect. For film, mm-hmm. no, whereas, I but I don't. <laughs> does he own a, the rights to using a DeLorean on film? I think he owns the right to a time traveling one, because it's a direct ripoff. If you yes, time traveling, is. like, like there's no way to you could get around conceive that. No, but you could get around it through parody, which the Fast and Furious movies kind of are. Well, 
a parody in like Austin Powers is different than a parody in like Fast and Furious. It's still parody. It's not the same. Legal, legally, it's the same. That's bad. <laughs> I hate that. I, I hate know you that do. This is how our fucking movie what business if works. Does, like I could see them roll, rocking up in a DeLorean, just saying that it does time travel, probably making a Back to the Future reference, but it doesn't have any of the futuristic stuff on it. It's just a regular DeLorean. I'd be okay with that. You'd be but okay it can't with that. time travel. No, I'm will, okay with no, like a joke. No, it still will time travel. Oh, then no, fuck it that. It just doesn't have the if accessories. If they time travel, I'm done. <laughs> like I am done. I am so done. This started with fucking street racing, man. This started with stealing DVD players. I know. Like, come on. But it's already so far removed from that. Yeah, but it's one thing to be like, oh, we're heist men now. That's okay. I can they buy that. They haven't been heist men in like four or five movies. They, now they're just true. spies. They stop being. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, we'll see. I, <laughs> I, we're gonna see it. I feel like it's gonna. There, there's gonna be something where they're just like, we need. What's his character? What's Paul Walker's character? Brian. Name? Brian. We need Brian. Should we call him? No, we have to. He's with his family. We gotta leave him alone. <laughs> so how are we gonna get Brian then? We go back in time. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm gonna be so upset. Uh, I, hope so not. I hope not. What is your next bit of That's news? That's it. Oh, that's your turn. News? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to announce that it was released in 2025. Oh. Fuck, we got uh, a release date for the gang movie, October uh, 10, twenty twenty four. Um, or was that also twenty twenty five? But we knew that, and we knew it was coming. We didn't know a full date, and we got the picture. No, we did, and we got the picture. We didn't know the date. We didn't get the picture, oh, okay. but we did know the date. Um, I looked it up. It's in our um Dungeons and Dragons episode, okay. I think. Uh, but no, we knew the date. It's October tenth of twenty twenty five. Um, and we knew it was. We knew it was an adult gang movie, but we didn't know that that would be the first movie yes. that we get from them. And then, yes, we did just get the picture that came out, um, and it, it looks great. It looks sick as shit. I'm here for it. Do you Have I told you this about, um, um, oh, why am I forgetting her name? Sokka's girlfriend. Suki. Her death, yeah. Uh, so she's not in this picture. Yeah. I think this is after her death. Well, a lot of people are like the main thing they want to know is um, why Toph became a cop because they're uh, saying it's against her character. But here's my thing, and I, I'm curious what you think of this sentiment. Like ex- don't they explain? They it don't in court? really. Yeah. They basically just say he asked her. But the thing is, if you were creating a society, like literally, mm-hmm. basically starting it from fucking scratch, mm-hmm. and you needed to trust someone to run a military esque type of part of it mm-hmm. who else is Aang gonna turn to here's like there's not here's what i say in terms of like it doesn't match up with her character and her personality um you yeah you're ang you, you're building the society you need some sort of police force or something that can do that um and then he comes up to talk and he goes hey do you want to be in charge of a lot of people and she just went can i fuck with them that's what the police do. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I, I see what you're saying. Absolutely. But I'm she, talking she's going to have so much fun I'm with that. I'm talking more logistics than she like would, joking, this though. This is logistics. This is the woman that went into pro wrestling as a blind earthbender, just beat for kicks and shig- kicks, shit, shits, shits and giggles. <laughs> that was great. Kicks and shiggles. Uh, I don't know if I like that I like one. kicks and shiggles. Uh, but for shits and giggles... Just to humiliate grown men. Like, she absolutely will have a lot I'm of... I'm with you. She will have a lot of fun with the idea of being the police chief that is in charge of everyone while having fun with metal bending and fucking with them whenever she can. She will do that. 
that is in her character 100%. I agree. What I'm more getting to is in season three of Korra, mm-hmm. um, I won't go into four because you haven't finished it yeah, yet. Yeah, I've seen season three. Um, I know that Korra like, they meets. Have, there's the whole thing of uh, whenever, um, is it is it Sue? No, it's not Sue. Fuck. With one of her daughters one or something. One of daughter, that's the police chief. Yeah. Um, she, like, the, oh, the one that you see the memory. The, the MILF that a lot of people yes. have things you for. You see the memory about, like, what happened with the younger sister and all of that jazz. Mm. And she took that very seriously. And it kind of broke her heart a little bit that she had to cover that up. And, mm-hmm. and I remember, and, like, the police chief was very upset about it. And I guess my statement is... Does, yes, I think Toph would definitely be like, I get to fuck with people, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm with you. But also, I think there is the layer of like, but in all seriousness, Toph wouldn't want to be a cop. But I think Toph is the only person Aang could really turn to. He had to turn to Sokka to basically run the water, to, to basically be mm-hmm. the water tribe representative. I don't, even think, that, I don't even think that was a, like... Aang went to Sokka and was like, will no, you be that? but he no, was. He, he was going to be the water tribe chief yes. no matter what. And that's the thing. Like, you had that. Mm-hmm. So he had to be there. Zuko was print as the king. He mm-hmm. has to be in the Fire Nation. Aang has to rebuild the fucking Air Nation out of his own goddamn dick. What's Katara doing? Katara is helping him with that. And also, she becomes a master healer. And, yeah. and, and Katara is works also with the raising, White Lotus. is also raising the two children that Aang forgot about point proven <laughs> um and like there's there's that level to it of like Toph is the only person that ang could definitely trust especially at fucking 15 like who else i think is the he other thing to? that people are uh would bring up is like he does he can go to people outside of his circle but if i'm going to start a society with and like i need to know for a matter of fact that this person will not betray me I mean, maybe Suki took it first, and then she died, and Toph had to take it. And he was that, like, you're all I have. That's We really have gotten off track. Back to the point. Sorry. No, but... back to the point like of, because that reminded me, of I've always been so interested in finding out how Suki died. Because yeah. once I learned that news, devastating. I think it's Mackenzie I haven't told that Suki dies. Um, Mackenzie, don't listen to this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Suki apparently dies like two years after the events of... Uh, the last airbender yeah. and what a what a shit thing to do to like yeah. a really l- beloved character so i'm always just been like what happened how i want to see w- what that looks like and how that's going to affect like Sokka. he's now had two two girlfriends die, die on, him. on him yeah and uh, he's what 18 by the end of the series uh, so he's like 20 when this happens yeah so by 20 he's already lost two loves uh <sighs> So like I I I want to see this and maybe we'll get to see that in this. That would yeah. be I would really love to see that. I mean I wouldn't. I kind of would rather just Suki be alive. But but like it's still an interesting thing to touch on. Yeah, absolutely. So maybe we'll see that. Maybe that is the case. Maybe she was the police chief because you would turn to Suki. You have really. to turn to someone you can trust. And well, at the end running, of the series, there's six people and he's one of them. And she's running the um um uh, oh, fuck I, I God damn it. Called. Um, but she's running that that kind of operate the warriors her yeah, her, her, her yeah. warriors they operate kind of like a police force anyway mm-hmm. so it, maybe maybe Suki was it and then she died and maybe Toph just kind of felt like maybe I, don't I know. think Ink had to look at and, Toph and be like you're the only maybe person it has nothing to do with Ang maybe Suki died Sokka now feels like maybe he has to do it but he's got so much on his plate Toph loves Sokka. Yeah, maybe that is she a whole did, theory. Maybe she did it because he, she was like, this will help him. 
because I do think that Toph definitely has a soft side. That's established in like the, the tales of all things. Her say. daughters are Sokka's daughters. Yeah, like that's the whole shtick. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I really, I'm here for it. Um, I just, I think people don't give it the nuance that it could definitely have. That it's like, I don't know what it could mm-hmm. be. It's like there's, there's a lot of nuance to this group yeah. that anything could happen that could lead her to doing this. Like it's unlikely based off just her 13 year old character. Mm-hmm. But I, it makes sense. I, I really still don't even feel like there needs to be one for that just because of the fact that Toph, Toph kind of just lives by the moment. She doesn't really care what she's doing. She gave up, I mean, she was treated badly, but like she gave up riches and having everything that she wanted to just join the Avatar. I don't even think she necessarily did that because she thought it was the right thing to do. I mean, she knew it was the right thing to do, but I think she did because she was like, I want to get away from this and that sounds a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. And I think she's kind of always been, she's either been motivated by fun or Sokka. Yeah. I'll give you that. And as for the cop thing, yeah, I think she would take that hands down. She'd be like, that sounds so fun. <laughs> That's fair. And I mean, hopefully we get kind of some type of answer in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, next, what's your news? Let's actually, uh, Oh, we get a hunger games trailer. Yeah, Ballad of the Songbird and Snakes. Uh, yes. What do you think of this? I think it's gonna be more of what you like of like the battle and like kids killing kids. So I mean, I would I would love that. Mm-hmm. I think everyone knows that I would love that, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't know how much of that that's going to be because that's never been the point of the Hunger Games. It's all it's the Hunger Games is about like the rebellion and going against the government. I this one is a prequel, but it's clearly. It's going to have some sort of like message in it mm-hmm. for that, like of the government sucks. Maybe it's looking at it through a through the inside or something like that. We're focusing on Snow, who is yeah. taking on the mentor role for the District 12 since no one has won the District 12. Mm-hmm. Hamish hasn't been born yet. Um, he wins the 50th quell. Right? Sure. This is like the 10th. Yeah. He wins the second quarter quell. So um, really? Yeah. Doesn't matter. That's the whole shtick. I can, that's a whole story we'll talk about later. Doesn't matter. But yeah, so nobody is there to like train the person to do it. So President Snow, before he's president, has to do this. Um, Only thing I know, because I have started and stopped and restarted the book like five times now, is that President Snow is poor in, uh, in this. And he is trying to keep up the facade that he is not. Hmm. So he's doing a lot like he has like one nice outfit and he's trying to keep it real pristine crisp because if he doesn't, he's fucked. Mm-hmm. Uh, but really, he's just like he's he's not eating well. He's pretty fucking poor, but he's just trying to keep up appearances and and I guess fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then we have the District 12 representative, uh, Rachel Zeg. Oh, shit. Le- Zegler. Hold on, let me look Zegler. up her name. No, it's like this Zeg Weller or something. The. Mary. Is it Mary from Shazam? It is too? Mary from Shazam. Not Mary. It's not a sister. It's the Oh Rachel Zegler. Um I, it's the girl Zegler. that uh Oh, I do remember it's that. It's the girl that gets with Benny. Oh, I was wondering. She's a god. I said I said it in the trailer well when we were watching it, I was like, Man, she doesn't look like her character. No, from no, Shazam. I think that's why I was confused. <laughs> yeah, no, I thought it was I thought she played Mary, so I was very confused. Um okay, that makes more sense. Yeah. But um she's the District Twelve um um nominee or whatever they yeah, call representative. it representative sure um and 
the the Hunger Game looks good. It's like in a city. It's much or, simpler. It, it's like an mm-hmm. arena, like like yeah. Roman times esque. I, I do like that. Um, all the fashion is a lot simpler in this too. Yeah, it's so. I know it's the point in the other ones that it's very outlandish and look at the rich and look how fucked up and weird they are. But my God, they have some weird fashion mm-hmm. choices in there. <laughs> well, Olivia. Um, oh fuck! God damn it! You're not doing great with no, names. No, I'm not. I mean, I'm not. I'm either, so much but... better than this. Oh, you are. Viola Davis, not Olivia. Oh, good um, job. Viola Davis looks yeah. terrifying. Sure. She and kind it, of always does. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, I feel like her role as Waller has kind of just That's put fair. a fear That's in me. That's fair. But like in this, she looks like loony terrifying. Like okay. the rich look insane. And they are. Yeah, they and are. And that's like the point. But like this is like the beginning stages. Mm-hmm. And it's. I really ooh. like. If there's any sort of like representation, not representation, but like metaphor, allegory stuff for the rich and how ridiculous they are in the Hunger Games movies, I like that um, they they will they will eat something and then they will drink something that will make them throw up mm-hmm. so that they never get full or fat and um, and they can just keep eating and and just indulging and i was like yeah that sounds about right yeah <laughs> well it, it looks really good i think uh she's gonna be a great lead um sure. i'm intrigued she's going to die she's totally going to die um she'd have they also to. put on image is the first winner yeah so is he the first man or first winner in general no, just the first winner i say he's the only winner too yeah isn't he until katniss and peter yeah do yeah. you think he like saves her from the games no no I'm just I'm so intrigued why he shaved and why they're at a cabin and shit. I think he has to do this. Uh, I think he has to be the representative by the Capitol, and through that, like that scene is probably going to be the characters. Um, what he learns is like the joys of simple life, mm-hmm. and there will probably be a moment where he has to choose that. It's like, does he save her or does he keep his life, keep the life that he has, and actually become rich? And we all know, spoiler, he yeah. does. Um, he chooses mm-hmm. to keep his life. Um, Pre- but also, Hunter Schaefer's in it from Euphoria. Um, I don't know And who that she is. Is, she's trans. Cool. Um, so, and she's, I think she's like his sister in this right. or something to that effect. Um, they, they definitely look related. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, A, that's great. It's very Does she counter. look like Eminem? No. Because he looks like no. Eminem. No, <laughs> he does shave his head and go through like an Eminem phase apparently I know though. you said that everyone is... Uh, talking yeah. about that but yeah i i genuinely sorry first time i watched the trailer i thought eminem was in this movie yeah i didn't even, is that eminem? i was like I was no like, it's not eminem i didn't know he was in this um i didn't know I he was that I'm, I'm in it i'm here for it uh sure i am definitely in for it in it for the hunger games that is my yeah. favorite part of this yeah uh just the creative ways that children can kill each other i i'm excited um the third and fourth movies were devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am, I mean, and I don't I've think like it's going to be happy. completely blacked them out of my mind. It's, I mean, I didn't watch the movies, but I've completely blacked out the third bar- book in my mind. People don't like the third book. I remember Peter um, gets pretty, like, psychologically tortured. Oh, it's fucked. Yeah. It's I remember, dark like, shit. He, he, he attacks Katniss or something. Yeah. And then um, everyone dies. Something about a cheetah print. Yes. Everyone no dies. idea what that is. That's just that's all I remember from the book. <laughs> Everyone but like Peta and her die. It okay. is awful. I feel um, like Gale lives and just has to. Gale lives, but he's a piece of shit. Yeah, I was like, I was like, I, I 
feel like I remember Gail living and having to live with the horrible thing he did. Yeah. Which uh, we won't say here. Oh, I'll say spoiler. Uh, I'll tell no, you, I but okay. we don't. That's I fine. think that we have one thing that we just <laughs> never spoil. That it's should that. be it? Really? Sure. Fuck Gail. <laughs> um, I don't, we don't spoil it, but I just wanted to be clear. This is a Gail hate account. Okay? Sure. Um, fuck that man. Um, but anyways, uh, two's the best. And I know you disagree, but everyone else agrees with me. Yeah, that's no. the one. That's when it starts. That's first when the revolution. Best. I know it does sparks, but it's the first one. I know you like the kids killing kids. <laughs> You're fucking creative psychopath. <laughs> um, psychopath. <laughs> um, it's sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, and the thing is, was what's really? Well, it's also like I don't know why I feel like it was the first. That movie is done really well. Yeah, and this is the spoiler, but everyone knows this. Um, Rue, Rue is the first thing that we're not going to spoil. It was the first one, and it was done really well. Like, when that happens, you feel it. And then the rev- that's also the revolution part bit of, like, her district. Mm-hmm. When they see that, oh, my God. And they, they... That's also the only reason Katniss wins is because of how she handles Rue. Yeah. Because her bro- cause the other guy from Rue's is like, I'm letting you off once yeah. because you took care of Rue. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. Mm-hmm. and Because th- Katniss would have lost to him. I know. Like, I love Katniss, but... She would have lost. Mm-hmm. So it, that's it's kind she of like also, it all adds into each other. Would she have lost the second one? I don't know. Because I mean, um, it ends. There's early. that fucking psychopath. There's so all psychopaths. Okay, but there's the one specific psychopath. <laughs> don't like, remember. In every movie, there's like one specific guy who's sure. insane. Um, the first movie, it's the the district one guy. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if she would have beat. Finnick, personally? Oh, I forgot about that, Finnick. Dude. <laughs> watching his... I mean, spoilers. Finnick. Watching his death broke me. Okay. <laughs> Shit was depressing. I would. Um, we have to, to rewatch all of we these. Um, but uh, it, the, the second one, though, there's like, I don't know, six people left, and then she shoots the arrow at the thing and blows it up and mm-hmm. is like, we're done. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, revolution for the third and fourth movie she, so she was like I'm not gonna revolution something <laughs> happened she knew because sure. going into the second one they're like all trying to fuck with her they kill the bar her barber and dress her like it's dark as shit love if hamish went into the hunger Games and we actually saw him do you well i mean do you remember she was like if pita gets picked you have like she said promise me you'll I- Wish she did. Tribute. Well, <laughs> I would have loved to have seen Woody Harrelson. Was picked and Peta volunteer I himself. I, I know, but I, I don't care. I wanted to see Haymitch. When I found out that the prequel book was being made, I was like, I hope this is the one where Haymitch no. goes to. No, it's President Snow. They should do Haymitch's story. I want to see Haymitch's story. But also, I think it's really just like, if they do an adaptation, a movie adaptation of it, I don't want anyone else. In. I want Woody Harrelson. As Hamish in the Hunger Games. That would be interesting. That's all I want to see. <laughs> like, if they recast it, I don't care. I'm not watching it. Really? No, I don't give it's a It's a really fuck. interesting I mean, story. We'll watch it for the show. But, like, if for personal enjoyment, I don't care. I want to see Woody Harrelson in it. That's fair. I want to see, like, 60-year-old Woody Harrelson <laughs> in when he's supposed to be, like, 20 or something. Mm-hmm. He should have lost. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. He should not have won his quarter quill. Or his How do you know that? Because I know the story. Oh, okay. I don't I don't tell you because if it does happen, I, I want you to be surprised. Fair enough. Um but it's it's good. Hit, the reason he won is good. Okay. Him and Katniss are a little like um what's sure. your what else you got? Um I have 
Uh, oh, Kung Fu Panda will feature old villains. Yeah, they're Kung Fu fifth Panda one? 4. 4? Yeah, yes. they only have 3. Uh, it will feature... Um, so Jack Black gave like a description or yeah, a premise of what it is. It's a guy who like can basically bring his old villains back. So it's... Uh, he Poe is going to be training the next dragon yes. warrior. And then, yes, he's going to be fighting a new villain that is able to bring up, I assume, like... Spirit versions? Yeah, yeah. of the old villains from his past. Um, like Liu Kang. What? No, not Liu Kang. What's he called? It's something Fuck. like Liu Kang. I know who you're talking Liu about. Liu Kang is from Mortal Kombat, I think. Um, let me just search Kung Fu Panda villains. I think it's Mortal Kombat. But it's the uh, Panther guy. Not Panther. Oh, I don't know what he is. Is he like a panther? A, is he a panther? No, he's, he's like a he's like a cheetah. He's got spots. He's just gray. Tai Lang. Tai Lang. Okay. Um, I, Lord Shin and Kai. Those are all great villains, by the way. Um, yeah. Which one's your favorite? Uh, uh, I think two. The the turtle. No, not the turtle. The bird. The, bird. the peacock. Yes. She's the best. Yeah. She's fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. The, the um, peacock is. I was like, "Ooh, this is good." Oh yeah, that they went. All right, mm-hmm. you want intensity? The third one is Fucking J.K. Great. Simmons. Though. Yeah, I know, and that's also good. It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Two was they're, stellar. Though. They're all banger villains. They're all though. banger. Yeah. Um. So the idea to bring them all back, great. That sounds awesome. And there's probably really fun ways to do it. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. I just I I like it. So cool. I hope he gets has to tr- train someone like um the tigress. <laughs> okay. I hope it's like oh fuck. You're not going to want to listen to me because I'm a big fan. Like, I hope they have that reversal. Um, I think that'd be fun. That would be good, actually. Yeah. I was thinking more of, like, just another Poe that's just like, oh, Too my easy. God, you're, you're, you're the Dragon Warrior. You're so cool and stuff like It's like Deku with All Might. Just, just like, he thinks he's mm-hmm. the greatest. Too easy. Fair enough. And we also have My Hero. I hope he thinks he's great. But I also hope no, he's like. I think I've, I'm actually with you. I'm. I think I hope he's like. No, you're shit. <laughs> no, I think I don't want to think he's shit. But I want him to be like. I'm already more physically adept than you. Mm-hmm. I just need the mental stuff. And I think that's an interesting plot. Is like he needs because that's that's what Pony to learn in the first movie. Sure. But he needed to learn that he was good enough despite his physicality. This person only learned he's good enough. He, that his physicality isn't why he's good enough. I think I'm just I'm just excited to get another Kung Fu Panda movie That's fair. They're because great. they're all good. They're all bangers. The third one is definitely the weakest, but they're all bangers. It's still really good. Yeah. Like I don't I will say I'm not going to agree with it because I don't remember a lot from it except like uh, J.K. Simmons is the villain and he's um, trying to get revenge on some of the masters. And yeah, stuff. I, I remember that. But oh, and oh, and the family. Yeah, that, the, it, I Poe like that. finds his descendants. Yeah. But um, his descendants or his <laughs> ancestors. Sorry, his ancestors. No, it's just his family. Yeah, but it's like the people he came from. His parents. Yeah, same thing. That okay. Continue. Ancestors would be like people he doesn't know. I mean, okay, that's fair. He meets it, he meets his bloodline. Other parents. Yeah. Other pandas. Um, I forgot about that. But no, like they're all bangers. Yeah. Do you think he'll get that? How to train your dragons. I don't know. How to Train Dragon was pretty final. This it was. this was this definitely left it open to where they could revisit it, but didn't need to. That's How to Train Your Dragon was like this is it. I still maintain that Kung Fu Panda is like on How to Train Your Dragon level. I agree. I prefer How to Train Your Dragon. I think they're like neck and neck. They both both movies or film series ha- is the second one's the best. So I really like three of How to Train Your Dragon. It's funny. But uh, I really two? like three. The hunter thing Look, was okay. Two is this is a side tangent, but two 
does have the best moment in the series, which is the song. Oh, I was going to say when his dad sacrificed himself, but okay. <laughs> Very I, different moves. Yes, it is. I, no, but I think that song. It is great. I think that's like the best moment. I like that he finds his mom. I like the dragons. I like that uh, his dad, I like that he has to kind of become the leader. Like it very much, like, I don't I loved it. I think both of these franchises are just, it's, you can't, for me, I can't pick a favorite, really. You can't really go wrong with yeah. any of them either. Like, if someone came to me and was like, oh, yeah. I like Kung Fu Panda 1 or How to Train Dragon 1 better, I'd be like, that's fair. Well, going, yeah, like, it's the same that going back to, like, thinking about How to Train Your Dragon 1. It's so good. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic and it's phenomenal. And it just continues to be that the entire time. It's still different. But at the same time, it's just like, I can't, I can't pick. Um, I know that's like a cop out and whatever, but. But you have texted me about three a lot. So I think three is probably. I like, rewatchable for you. I like least. three a lot. I think I, I love also, three. I think it just also has such a satisfying ending for me. That's fair. It is. That's what I'm saying. It's very final. Mm -hmm. Bow on top. No, you're present, right. Very pretty. I just, I just don't trust Hollywood to let a lying dog sleep no, that's fair um i i expect them to kick it until money pours out <laughs> i expect them to kick it till money pours out that's so sad yeah. but it feels like hollywood doesn't it yeah it does so all right what you got uh i think the this is the last bit of news that i have which is uh the writers guild of america has officially gone on strike this has happened today yeah we i and, and you didn't know about this but i felt like i told you but maybe i didn't well i i would it seemed like a miscommunication yeah so um, but even still this seems to have been something that has been in the works and they've been, been brewing it's been brewing and today is the day that it finally uh happened and they wanted to um and uh, i don't know they the writers guild wanted higher wages higher minimum wage pay they don't want to be overworked they yep, don't want yep. their writing completely thrown out the window once mm -hmm. they do it and change into something they didn't want mm -hmm. uh, it's it's a lot of just rights for them yes um and while i'm sad because that's why a lot of movies are like released in 2025 now though because they knew that 2024 would be a more dead year because of this 2025 seems to be like uh so well i'm saying I went back to 2007, 2008 when mm -hmm. the last writer strike happened because I was like, well, we need precedent. Let's go to the precedent. Yeah. Um, now, we don't really remember that too much because we were we lads. Yeah. Um, but would I you... remember hearing about it. Oh, yes, I did, too. But... It was a big deal. There was no new mm -hmm. shit for like a year. Uh, no, there was new shit. It was bad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that, like, there was there was would a you few like new to, things. Would you like to hear what these movies Ooh. were? If you say fucking Speed Racer, Actually, I'm going to no. be pissed it's not so it's specifically <laughs> uh movies that came out in 2008 and 2009 all right what you got um i have quantum of solace which is the second james bond with daniel craig you haven't seen it um it's not the worst one in his franchise but it's it's not good sure um transformers revenge of the fallen shit um <laughs> maybe it was bad actually if it came out then yeah uh go don't go watch that film. If you do go watch that film, I feel like it's very evident that um, that there's a writer's strike thing going on. But don't. Now don't. that you say it? Don't watch that film. It sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, and here, oh, this is the real kicker, though. I have other examples. Um, actually, I'll save it for last. Uh, G.I. Joe Rise of Cobra. That was bad. Never. I heard, I heard they both were bad, so I just never the watched them. The first one was fun. I have no idea. Terminator Salvation. Which is the fourth movie, and yeah. it's also the movie where Christian Bale had that freakout. Do you remember that happening? I remember vaguely hearing about oh, it. Oh, there's a there's a famous uh, audio clip. It's just audio, and it's 
uh, he's it i don't know it's been talked to death Didn't and the stuff dark knight come out in 2008 as well uh yes but i would say that was not an outlier yeah it was yeah, that's fair i'm are, sorry just random yeah. thought there are good movies that come out but they're just a lot There's of a lot of bad. a lot of movies take a hit and we're going to see a lot of movies that take a hit um so terminator salvation there was a freak out scene not a freak out scene some sort of crew member did something wrong and i don't fully remember what the i don't know if that guy was justified or something like that but christian bale had it and went off somebody recorded it go find it it's hilarious too by the way but he freaks the fuck out yeah and he um and some people have said it's because he knew that this was going to be bad um and it was just like everything brewing um this was an interesting outlier uh star trek the first one uh with jj abrams fantastic movie so it's this one was not affected a lot the script was finished i looked into it because i was like i have i've heard good things about this movie um but it the script was completed but jj abrams and damon lindelof were part of the writers guild and so while they while jj abrams was directing it they wanted to add things to it and kind of give it more personality maybe some more light-hearted moments to make you like the characters more but because um they were part of the writers guild that was on strike they couldn't do it so they were told no i'm gonna be honest i'm i think that's probably for the betterment of the movie the chemistry in the casting the writing was pretty solid mm-hmm. i i think i gave that movie five stars well i haven't seen this movie but it just i do know that um i think it can always i don't know it sparked a trilogy it was pretty yes. solid yeah like and and i don't think any of them are bad like, no the I, second one's bad <laughs> i haven't seen two but I've no, seen three. Yeah. Three's good. No, three is good. Two sucks, from what I've heard. Okay. I um, I know people who like it. And just, is it what, Into the Darkness or whatever? Y- yes. Yeah. No, I... Well, the the thing that people don't like about it is that um, um, Benedict Cumberbatch... Yeah, he's the villain. He's the villain. He plays Han, or Khan, I mean, which is a very popular Star Trek villain. Mm-hmm. And, he was, and he was very obviously playing Khan, but a lot of people... But they tried to pull... Uh, say that he wasn't con and that it was something else and then like the climactic moment in this movie is when benedict cumberbatch goes i am con and the whole theater just goes oh it's that thing we thought it was yeah and it just and there are other bad things so the about the, it. the uh plot twist wasn't a good plot twist yeah i think there are other things i haven't seen these movies by the way that's fair um but star trek it, it brought on there and i can understand that from a creative perspective just not being a fan of like being able to make tweaks to your film that's so, fair uh and then angel and demons which i haven't seen and i actually have never heard of before it's um a da vinci code sequel oh oh that got a sequel yeah okay there's three of them what yeah it's a trilogy what's the third one <sighs> fuck i don't remember i didn't i've only heard of the da vinci code like the first one okay uh i'll google that while okay. you look uh dragon ball evolution oh that was bad <laughs> oh fuck well consider oh. one of the worst anime adaptations ever this and it had to do a lot there were other things but a lot with the writer strike it was the second movie yeah um What's it was the, the da vinci code angel and demons and then inferno and that came out in 2016 oh i have heard of inferno i don't know if it was good i don't tom hanks is in all three though so i'll give it some crazy i'll give it some like, and then and then here's the last one. This is the one that I saved because it's the real kicker. Um I mean Dragon Ball Evolution, yeah, is the real kicker. Yeah. But X-Men Origins Wolverine. Oh. 
Oh yeah, that makes so much sense. These are the mov- these are the type of movies now that we're going to be getting for the next couple of years. I don't know about that. I wouldn't say the next couple of years. Well, it, I think there's some good ones that we could get, not in 2024, <laughs> but in 2025. Well, here's the, here's the thing. Um, it depends all on how long this writer strike kind of goes for. Yeah. The last one went for 14 weeks, and that seems to have affected the next two years of movies, um, which sucks. You're right. There are going to be good movies that come out of it, like The Dark Knight. Um, but there also are just going to be movies thinking back in the. 13, 14 years since um, these movies resolved and we kind of got over the hump. Mm -hmm. We haven't had a lot of bad, like truly bad movies. The only one I can think of is Morbius. I was literally thinking we had Morbius. That's the only Uh. one I can think of. But it's like that is the quality of these types of movies. Like we haven't had a movie of those kind of quality in a we haven't had a lot of them in a long time. I mean, that's a fair point. But we're going to be getting them. But that's why a lot of movies are putting their slots in for 2025 because they knew this was coming. But if this can, but that's this went on. This started in 2007. the The writer strike started in 2007 and then went on into 2008 mm-hmm. and then ended. And it seems to have affected all of 2008 and then moved on into 2009. Yeah. So I am worried about 2025 as well. I mean, that's fair. Um, I think some production companies will probably be fine. Disney, Marvel. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I, think, um, I don't. I'm not worried about the production companies. I don't give a fuck no, about I them. Mean, I guess I, what I'm saying is, I think some movies will definitely be like safe from this. I don't know how safe, but somewhat safe. I don't know if they will be. Like it, in terms of the movies, there will be movies that they go, we got it, and they'll do it, and it will be from Disney movies. It will be from um, Sony movies. I mean, Sony does it anyways. But it will be from all uh, all of them. They will they will have their movies that just suck, <laughs> and it's going to happen. And it's it's kind of a fun thing, but it's all because making fun of movies is fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But have a lot of ammo. Yeah, but it also just sucks that we're going to. There are a lot of movies that could have been really good that won't be. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna have to deal with that. We're gonna be getting more Morbiuses. <sighs> That'll be rough. Yeah. That'll be rough. I'll admit that. Yeah. Um. So what you're saying is it'll be saturated. Yeah, yeah, it will be. There's your it segue. Will be, it will be saturated, <laughs> which will go into our uh our main topic of the day, which is superhero saturation. Yeah, and this all started because of a post. Yes, you this, saw a post. It went, Seth. I want to talk about this, well, and then we waited six months. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's three months, but um, um, a couple months back, or well, now a few months, uh, now. Kevin Feige came out and uh, talked on superhero saturation. And at the time, we were kind of trying to look up, we were trying to come up with more topical ideas. Mm-hmm. And then we had a movie review every week and couldn't do any of them. Yeah. So we just kind of waited on it. Um, I have the quote from Kevin Feige. Do you mean Seth Rogen? No, Kevin oh, Feige. Okay, okay. No, this is Kevin, this is Kevin Feige. Uh, Seth Rogen was... I do have something from Seth Rogen, but it just amplifies. Oh, okay, cool. Um, Continue. But no, Kevin Feige started this, and he was he was on some sort of podcast, and this is a question that has been going around since always, since the superhero genre started. I also like will, started booming. No, always. <laughs> um, honestly, ever since it found any sort of success, even like the to- uh, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man movies, even Blade, like th- this question has been going around, which is when does this end? When does the superhero fad end? 
and he believes that it won't end. Uh, the quote that I have here is, there's 80 years of the most interesting, emotional, groundbreaking stories that have been told in Marvel Comics, and it is our great privilege to be able to take what we have and adapt them. Another way to do th that is adapting them into different genres and what types of movies we want to make. Um, and he's absolutely right, uh, but only partially. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the beautiful thing about the superhero genre is that it's not a genre. But, like, if you were to describe a superhero movies and like, what are the staples of a superhero movie, what would it be? I mean, action, fighting. Mm -hmm. But that's um, a genre. Action, adventure. Yeah, All right. true. Um, action adventure is specific though there's a difference between action and action adventure but still action yeah is kind of the main point and they go on adventures yeah they do so it's just a thing the the things that come to my mind are the costumes which isn't actually new it's more flamboyant mm -hmm. <laughs> um but really costumes are always going to be in it and the the one thing that really did distinguish it was superhero identities or secret identities yeah um, and with Marvel specifically, we've been, they haven't really done that. We have it with Spider-Man. We're going to be getting it with Daredevil, but they've just kind of thrown that out with a lot of these characters because it doesn't really make a lot of sense for mm -hmm. them to Captain America, who is a living legend and was presumed dead. So what's the harm in revealing his identity? Oh, he came back. <laughs> yeah. So obviously we're going to get that Iron Man. He, look, he really, uh, he really um, ripped off that bandaid. No, he really benefited from it too. Yeah. Uh, do you know what his secret identity thing was in the comics? No, what? Uh, they make a line in it in the first one. It's that Iron Man was Tony Stark's bodyguard. Oh, okay. Um, and that was for years. For years, it was that Iron Man was Tony Stark's bodyguard. But then with the movie, they kind of just realized. It's it's really weird and convoluted and it doesn't make a lot of sense and they just decided to go the other way. Brilliant, genius move. Um, but then, so so secret identities are kind of the the mainstay. Mm -hmm. What would make a superhero a genre? But then we're not doing that. Um, well, DC does, but even then, I wouldn't say that they focus on it. Mm -hmm. Um, so in terms of superheroes, then oh my. God. What? Your notes. I've got notes. Uh, <laughs> these are screenshots, my oh, dude. Okay, that was a fucking note. I was like, that you is, typed a whole book for those. That is IGN. No. Okay, sorry. Continue. These are screenshots of quotes I, I, I took because I think they're important. Um, but what was my point? I'm sorry. I um, you see I shook. Secret identities. Yeah. Um, we're not really using them. Oh, so the superhero genre just kind of isn't a real thing. Yeah. It's something that we can add, but it doesn't. It's not really a genre. But it has a lot of different faces. Yeah, but that's the nice thing. So it, the action-adventure is kind of always the mainstay. You can get rid of it, but at the same time, you are going to risk your audience because that's what the audience is expecting. Mm -hmm. They're expecting action and adventure. That's the genre they're kind of going there for. But the nice thing is you can pair that with any sort of genre. You want to do a political thriller? Uh, you got Civil War. You want to do a monster movie one? You got Werewolf by Night. Um, you can... There are a lot of different examples. I am running out of them off the top of my head. Well, but, yeah, like... I mean, I, to be on the nose, you got, like, The Boys, which is just flips the genre completely mm -hmm. on its head. And I'm going to be... The Boys is really important, yeah. and I am going to be coming back to The Boys. But you're right. It, like, that is a... You can always pair this action-adventure with another thing. Politics are always kind of the mm -hmm. the standard um, because it's just allegories and that's what you can do and it's very easy and it's very interesting. 
can do other things with it too. And just kind of putting the superhero mask, mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of pun intended, to on, on top of it. Um, and then also James Gunn uh, later, uh, maybe maybe a month or two after Kevin Feige said this, uh, was asked kind of the same thing. He said it was superhero fatigue. Uh, and he was asked if he thought it was real. Uh, the quote here is, I, I think there is such a thing as superhero fatigue. I think it doesn't have anything to do with superheroes. It has to do with the kind of stories that get to be told. And if you lose your eye on the ball, which is character, we love Superman, we love Batman, we love Iron Man, because they're these incredible characters that we have in our hearts. Uh, he goes on and there's more to it, but what he's saying is that the, the story is what is important and you will get the superhero fatigue from when it's, it's more spectacle yes that's like the spectacle is a add-on to it uh-huh. um mha like i complain i'm like <laughs> and like i lo- now let me preface here mha is probably my favorite anime um it, it definitely is your favorite yeah, anime like, because you I, do not watch anime <laughs> yeah i only watch like four yeah and i finished and one of them's death knows so yes. like, there's not a big array there mm. um and what makes it so good is that uh fuck what's the main guy's name all my favorite anime guys deku? no deku deku is such a izuku midoriya <laughs> yeah like he he's such a little kid like he's such mm. a pure of heart person the fact that he gets the powers is also is just kind of like oh that's just kind of cool on top of this. Mm. The the superhero stuff is great and I and I and like that's its own, but you also got to remember who is behind the mask cuz it is mm-hmm. a mask. And it's the thing of I mean it's so simple and it seems ridiculous, but it it's right. If 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 there isn't an interesting story to it, then it's not going to grasp you. It doesn't matter if it's a superhero movie or a rom-com or uh or the Riddick movies, which mm-hmm. I feel like also would uh, fall from that. But um, it's just like any if it doesn't have a good story, it's not going to be well received and you're always going to leave it going Ugh, waste of time on that. So it's it's absolutely fair. And then even tying into the genre thing, it's like the genre is going to open up how many different amazing stories mm-hmm. you can do. Um, we're also I think this is also a question that's being brought up because Marvel has dominated yeah, uh, the, this genre and DC has been lacking. Well, but that's also why DC just went for this look and this spectacle. Mm-hmm. Doomsday, Doomsday is oh, a God. perfect example yeah. of them. They didn't having... even get the look right. No, they didn't. <laughs> There's so much wrong with that movie. Yes, I just want is. to talk about the spectacle aspect because <laughs> um, we we had a whole episode where we just ranted about how. Or actually, let me phrase you yes. just ranted about how much yes. you hated it. That was um, my that was my like episodes. gift for starting yeah. this episode. It was, um, I get to bitch about this movie. And there's a reason that like it wasn't well perceived. You can. I thought, okay? no, yeah, it's good. I thought okay. you saw something. There's it wasn't. There's a reason it wasn't so well perceived, and that was because. Instead of focusing on, okay, you're introducing Batman Mm -hmm. and making him fight Superman. Why is that interesting? They went, look, Mm -hmm. big bad guy, fight, punch. And like some of the scenes were cool, but it wasn't. You could say that for like all of the Snyderverse. Yeah, but I just specifically am pointing out. No, no, it's very fair. But we've talked about it before of like, he's not really a director. Like he is, but, but he shines at is cinematography and yeah. the vi- the spectacle. He's great at that. But in terms of the story, he will always sacrifice it for the visual. And that that is a hard thing. And now, that is the superhero fatigue. Yes. For me, at least. That's what... Cause th- and that's also, like, why we were, like, our critics being too harsh. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I really enjoyed Love and Thunder. 
I think it's also like the in terms of the critics being too harsh, it's it's this backlash. I think whether the movie is good or bad, um, though there are there are exceptions. People seem to be loving Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. three. People love Wakanda Forever and No Way Home. And these are good movies. But part of me also feels like if it's not a fa- absolutely spectacular, amazing uh bring you to tears movie mm-hmm. then it's the worst one ever and it's because marvel is such a dominating they're a mon- they have a monopoly mm-hmm. on it at the moment they're trying to beat themselves and it's hard to mm-hmm. f- literally fight yourself yes and then you just have this attitude of like they're too big they're too big we have to knock them down a, a bit so we have to take shots at some of the, their movies and there is some quality going down but we don't need and we don't even need to be going into this there's, I know, there's things here and there but it's still a thing of like they still got the core down though. Mm-hmm. Like that isn't cause I don't get fatigue when I watch MCU stuff. Mm. Um, and, but I do when I watch DC stuff, mm. the only one that really didn't was Batman. And that's because it was completely different. I think we're going to be seeing a completely new game with this new with James Gunn's DC universe. And I think it also is going to help because a lot of people seem to think that there's a competition between the two and there kind of is like you can see it in the ways that Warner Brothers were they wanted the money so they were like copy it do mm-hmm. what they do or just do the exact opposite but don't focus on story or any of that stuff but really they're all they're they Marvel wants DC to do well because it also elevates the genre even though it's not a genre mm-hmm. of superheroes up and it also means that it gives people something else to turn to. If you, all you are watching is Marvel movies, yes, it, they do different things and they can do different genres. But if that's all you're watching because Marvel does have a kind of look to it mm-hmm. and you know it's a Marvel movie, you're going to get fatigued by it. So you need to go to other things. And that's why DC needs to step up. And I think it will. And that will benefit Marvel, mm-hmm. I think, a lot. The best example of this is The Boys. Yeah. Or My Hero. You could say My Hero as well. Well, My Hero is in the ballpark, but The mm-hmm. Boys is the best example of taking something that has been very well established flipping it on its head and doing a whole different way around Mm -hmm. it and seth rogan um said something he said uh without marvel the boys wouldn't exist or be interesting and you sent me that like right as i was starting to really get into seth rogan and Mm -hmm. go like i really yeah i kind of like seth rogan um but he's absolutely right like, the reason The Boys works so well is because it's so different from it. This is the only example that I can find where people say that the TV show is better than the original source material. Yeah. That is a huge thing to say. And it definitely, there's a lot of other aspects to it. I don't think that's just because Marvel has done well. But um, people love this because they watch Marvel movies and then they are getting the superhero fatigue. And now suddenly they are presented with another quality superhero story that not only does what the other ones do, but flips it on its head and kind of makes fun of it Mm -hmm. and does something different and interesting while also being very brutal, which Marvel movies don't do. They basically take everything that people might be getting bored of and they flip that on its head. And that is kind of what they need. That's what Marvel needs. Is something that mm-hmm. makes that something to contrast. Yes. The boys, like Seth Rogen said, the boys would not be as popular or interesting if it wasn't for Marvel. But just like that, the boys might be one of the things that saves Marvel. 
because now you get an outlook. You get an some sort of difference. Mm-hmm. And I think with, when James Gunn's DCU comes into play, um, and there is more interesting, more more different and interesting stories. And I think even with that, he will realize that there needs to be differences in his movies as well. I think we're going to get that from the fact that like we can get things like the Suicide Squad, which is mm-hmm. brutal and funny and ridiculous. And that is also a contender for like the contrast. Mm-hmm. Invincible. Or, invincible, absolutely. And then we'll get things like Superman Legacy, which seems to be like it's going to go back to the the roots of the character and the Boy Scout elements, which we have seen. But I think this Superman is different than, say, like Captain America. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he's also going to be James Gunn is really a smart person because he has been in this world before and he loves it. And it's it's like Kevin Feige, but now with more experience. Um, I don't know, more experience. But you know what I mean. <laughs> it's Kevin Feige, but with a different tone. Which Kevin, is what, I'd say it's Kevin Feige with hindsight. That's a better that's a better I think term. That's a good uh, term for it. Yeah. Yeah, it's Kevin Feige with hindsight, and not saying that because Kevin Feige has a lot of experience. He worked on a lot of these movies that the Marvel movies that were playing before the mm. MCU started. And some of them were good. And, some of them were not. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but he he was able to look at these things and realize what worked and what didn't. Mm-hmm. And with James Gunn now, he is able to do that with the Marvel universe and hopefully make something even better. Um. So that so I don't think that superhero saturation or fatigue is a real thing. I think the monopoly on it is. So I think I would argue both are true. Or mm. I, th- I would argue both are the same um, to a degree. I see what you're saying in terms of like contrast mm-hmm. and like that being able to like keep it from being fatigued. I, like, I think fatigue is more where I'm at with like yep. James Gunn's wording. Because saturation for me is more like it's just flooded with the same thing of superheroes. Mm-hmm. And while the boys, Invincible, um, Logan, uh, Marvel, DC, all of it are, and specifically those all have like five different distinct ways of telling the stories, I would still say that is still five pretty decent sized avenues that you can go down to get superhero stuff. And I do think that is could be is guilty of overflowing the market. And yes. making it saturated in that sense. And I do think people, I do think a lot of movies aren't made because those are so successful because that's where the money is getting made most of, mm-hmm. or most money is getting made out of. Um, and I do think that's an issue, but I will say, I do think you are right that the contrast is keeping this genre alive and even pushing it forward mm-hmm. in a way to where it's accelerating it. Um, which is a good and bad thing mm-hmm. at the same time. I think uh, to that point, um, I still think that there will be like, I don't think, I don't know, it is dominating, but I don't think there will be a situation where people are like, oh, we only make superhero movies. There will always be people that make other things. No, of course not. A24 exists. There's yes. a reason that those type of companies exist. Like, I'm but I'm not saying that. In terms of like, it, it's maybe it's maybe a trump card and kind of a ridiculous thing to say, but it's still a fair point. There are 80 plus years of superhero comics mm-hmm. and it it proves the it proves the popularity of this idea um, because there's 80 plus years of this story. And even though it's a smaller like subgenre, like it's not as big because movies are more are going to reach a bigger audience. Um, but it, it found such success in what it had and that it 
it, it's lasted for 80 plus years and I really don't see it dying anytime soon. I don't see it dying. That's not what I mean. I guess what I'm, what I'm kind of fighting against is I think the fact that it's not dying because of oversaturation I don't. I don't think oversaturation is what's going to kill it. <laughs> do you, I think, what do you think will kill it? I think quality and production is what's going to kill it. Because even I when agree. you watch some of the MC movies now, you can tell that they're all just in a big green screen room. Yes, There's not a lot of location. I remember when I went to DC in 2017, um, I or 2018 maybe. Um, Washington, Washington DC. <laughs> sorry. Um, when I went to Batman, <laughs> no, no, when I went to Washington DC, yes, they were filming. Wonder Woman 2. Okay. Um, and that was on set at a place. It was a whole thing. And I do think like lower budget movies that DC not being excluded from mm-hmm. this, of course, in this moment, um, are doing the location thing. But the bigger budget ones aren't. They're just building the world. And that's also like why CGI artists are getting overworked and underpaid. And I think that is what's going to be the fall to I a lot say, of these type of movies. I'd say that's a very good point. But also your <laughs> one, your example is a movie people don't like. Well, that was <laughs> so that doesn't help. that was just the one I saw. But, like it could have been but anything. I think it's also just a it just depends because I think there are yes, there are going to be lower budget uh, mm-hmm. superhero movies that will do more on location stuff. But I think it's also more of a um, experimentation with the technology. And I'm here for it. Because I just we, my example of that is like with the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. The Mandalorian is when we get this LED screen. That's the backdrop. And so we don't have to digitally edit these things. Mm-hmm. And it's very new. We're still learning it. We can we've now seen that you can use that and make a movie that people don't like. Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah. Um but we that's the thing. It's a new bit of technology and it is cheaper. As there are going to be some things that are more location, on mm-hmm. location things. Falcon and the Winter Soldier comes to mind. Um I can agree to that. And that will always I think there will always be places for that, but at the same time if it is cheaper and it is easier then they will try not to do that because there's a lot of reasons why you would use a green screen, especially in this genre I where agree. there's... And I think it's a tool we shouldn't exclude from use. That's not what I'm saying. I'm more specifically looking at what I think the the biggest issue with it is because the acting, and you can be the greatest actor in the world, but still need to actually see what you're acting with. Mm-hmm. Acting is reacting. And if all they have to react to is this green wall with a bump in it that is supposed to be a building, Mm -hmm. that doesn't give them a lot of wiggle room. to. And and I'm not saying any actor couldn't. I think tons mm -hmm. of actors could. But I think that is detrimental to the specifically superhero genre. I agree. In terms of acting, I think that has gotten a lot better. They're Mm -hmm. they're very good in in green screen CGI. using that they've gotten a lot better at being able to let the actor have some sort of reference mm-hmm. or and they've gotten a lot better with it and the uh, led screen is also a lot better because you don't have to deal with a lot of, like they get to see this background and kind of get immersed as well i think it i think it just has to do with the technology a lot of the times that's fair and that is more the quality that i see um but I just, I don't think you can re like as great as technology is. I don't think you can recreate literal living through it, living through being in the street. Because like think about Age of Ultron, 
Black Widow in the opening scene when they're fighting in the woods, mm-hmm. she's the only one that was actually physically there <laughs> in the actual shot. You're right, but also uh, it's a little hard to do that with some other ones. That's fair, and I'm not like, I'm not saying, and I like Age of Ultron. But a lot of people don't. I think it was it had some good things. I in also it. like Age of Ultron, um, but I, and I'm not saying that that has to be bad. I'm just saying you can't only have that, or it's going to start hurting it. It might take a long time, mm-hmm. but I do think it is inevitable if they don't give them more to work with than just green screen. And if the LED string screen is, because I'm not fully positive what that is. Um, if it if that is better though, then that's a different story. I can tell you what it is. I mean, yeah, tell me what it is. And it's, I can probably. It's basically like a huge curved TV, um, and you're able to project on there. Like in, oh, you haven't watched The Mandalorian. But, like, you're able to project, um, like, backgrounds is kind of what it specializes in. It's not going to be doing things like creating these CGI characters or something like so that. So it's, it's before the recording, not after. Uh, it's during the filming. Yeah. And it helps out a lot because the actor is able to get a sense of the location that they're in. Obviously, they're in a much mm-hmm. smaller real location, but they're able to... in in like live see. in their mind kind of and yeah. that's a different story if they do more of that i feel like it opens the doors a lot more to stop that what i'm saying from happening at absolutely i think i think it's hard because that's still such a new piece of technology that we don't understand i don't think we understand what the downsides of it are yet or we still are learning the downsides of it um and as for the cgi i think I don't know. It just kind of depends. It's kind of its own art form, and mm-hmm. there, it it's been proven many times that it works. And when it's done well, it, it's fucking fantastic. And it's kind of the only thing that we can do in a genre where there's a lot of fantastical mm-hmm. things in it. Um, but it it all just goes down to like money and time. I agree, and I I'm with you, and I I just I'm not sure if. But also, the creators are getting the time they need. They might be getting the money. Money's that, no object. That's fair, but that's a separate issue. Because yeah. um, I can't solve that problem. I, I know. don't know. About I, that. But, but the point I'm making, I guess, mm-hmm. is I don't think saturation will be as big of an issue depending on how good the production is but I going also forward. Think it, I think it, uh, James Gunn is right, though. I think it the story is really what matters. That's fair. Because although these are these are multi multi-million dollar companies that are making these films it's kind of a thing where it's like if if it's bad it shouldn't be so it's like it's one thing to say that but if i get a movie that is a lower budget and has bad cgi but the story is good i don't care yeah like i'm probably make fun of it for a bit but the story is really what matters and if it's good i'll probably overall like the movie mm-hmm. well if you give me that in a marvel movie even a marvel movie i will be like yes i like this so speed racer no yes no because it doesn't speed have a good racer story is such a good story it's not a good it story is so and good also that 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 is a very different thing it is. It is a very specific thing. It's it's not like it's not like um I don't know the first John Wick where the blood squibs are very obviously mm-hmm. like CGI or the the fifteen they made some or choices. the million dollar CGI piece of shit that the dog takes. Yeah. You know, like it's not like that where it's like ah it's fine we'll we'll look over it. That is a grotesque and vomitous movie visually. <laughs> you are wrong. They made some choices. Visually, I will say. that movie is disgusting. <laughs> My only complaint is whenever they do all the the heads going back and forth, I get a little dizzy sometimes. 
Okay. Do you know what I mean? Uh, no. <laughs> Whenever like they're like they're, like they're like it's like Dude, the I race stopped. is happening. I stopped uh, in that movie. I did not finish that movie it uh, is recently. So good. Uh, no, it's not. It's um, really bad and well, disgusting. But, but then you also have like everything ever all at once. That proves sure. you don't need budget to make a fanta- fantastic I, movie. What is the budget of that movie? It was twenty million dollars. That's that's a cheaper. budget. That is not yeah. MCU, DC, yeah. you're right. Star Wars. Sorry. Yeah, budget. you're right. Um, no, you're right. You it's can, a different story. You can do things with cheaper budgets. And that proves and, James Gunn's point. And maybe some of them need it. Like Deadpool. Dead, the first Deadpool movie, fantastic, amazing. It shouldn't even really work. But And it's such a cheap budget because no one really thought it would do well, mm-hmm. especially as an R-rated movie, which at the time was not a successful thing. Deadpool is what made R-rated movies successful. Mm-hmm. Um, Besides like horror. What? Besides like horror movies. No, it was um, Passion of the Christ. Passion of the Christ was the highest grossing R-rated movie ever until Deadpool. What? And, and then got beat by Joker. Deadpool's better than Joker. But continue. <laughs> I agree. Um, <laughs> just um, wanted to throw that out there. Yes. I agree, but it also, but you're right. Maybe they should do lower budget movies for certain things, um, and maybe well, they will. It doesn't even have to be like a cap. It can just be, hey, try it with this much. Mm-hmm. Okay, we found out that we need some special thing for this special moment. Da da da. Mm-hmm. We need ten million dollars to make a piece of shit for this dog in John Wick Four, or whatever. <laughs> however much it is, you know what I mean? That's different. How much was that? That they spent it was out. John Wick One. Sorry. No, it was one, but they spent a lot of money. A shit on that, ton of on, money. No on pun a intended. little piece of shit. Um, and like that's different. Mm-hmm. But you gotta be able to get creative without all the resources in the world to be able to be creative with all the resources in the world. I think you almost do need a cap on it because there are uh, certain things like, uh, well, honestly, John Wick is the perfect example with that thing. That piece of shit cost. I don't know how much. And it doesn't even look real. It doesn't look good. <laughs> and you know what I could have done that would have looked better? Real shit. Yes. For starters. That's free. Um, <laughs> it's like a little dog, but then it goes away, and it's just like a man's shit. Well, just, just fucking... No, but like you can go to like one of those, I don't know, like a goof shop, and buy like for 50 cents or a mm-hmm. dollar or something a plastic piece of shit. No, it's not going to look good, but it's a hell of a lot cheaper. But that's also why, like, indie movies are a lot more creative. I feel like that's why I'm like, I think it does need a cap. If you have that always open, one, a lot of times people are going to try and take that money. They're like, oh, I have more money? Let's use Mm -hmm. it. Um, You kind of need a cap to be creative on those things. And just like the well, the reason in the in Deadpool why he doesn't have all his guns in the final fight and why he forgets it in the taxi mm-hmm. is because they didn't have the budget for all that. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, it is. But fun. that made it interesting. Mm-hmm. Have and I I do agree having a limit makes it interesting. All I'm saying is I understand if a movie needs more money and be and giving it to them, especially if you're like Disney. Mm-hmm. But I think you should have a starting point and be like, see what you can do with this. And, and don't tell them you'll give them more. I mean, and they'll know eventually if you do it a couple times, of course. Yeah. But, like, the theory of, I want to see what you can create from almost nothing and then elevate that. Because that will push you to your limits to where it will be more story-driven, character-driven. Mm-hmm. It'll have what James Gunn says that these movies are losing. And I think that is something that should also be, like, put into this conversation. There's a lot of different elements into it. I think... You could probably bypass this whole thing by just 
being very picky of the people who are mm -hmm. creating this too. If you say, I don't want to use Kevin Smith because Kevin's not a good example of it, but I almost want to say Kevin because in a lot of his movies, he has taken pay cuts to get the thing that he mm -hmm. wants and or su supplemented it himself directly. Um, and I mean, Kevin works for like nothing technically by, by today's standards. But um, what was my point on that? That like... <laughs> There's more than one aspect of having oh, yeah. a small budget be, to push you, you to very creative. Because oh, because a lot of times there are directors for hire, like Brett Ratner. Like Brett Ratner yeah. did X Men Three, and it sucks. But he wasn't hired on that because they were like, we want a Brett Rat. We think you have a great. Mm -hmm. They were like, we want a, a guy that we can control and will do what we tell him to do, and we'll make a movie. You're right, and that's and, why it was bad. Well, yes, it wasn't the worst X Men movie. <laughs> No, but it's not a good one. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of it's. It was okay, but there are but there are a lot. And at the end of the day, sometimes you can't decide that because if you're always giving it to people who have proven themselves before, then you're never going to get something new and interesting. So sometimes you just have to take those risks. Deadpool, the first Deadpool. T no, not T J Miller. Um, who, who it's T J Miller. He's the bar bar. No, but director. he didn't direct it. I know oh, T J Miller is in it, but director uh, the director of it. That's his first directing movie. Really? That's his first one. And it's the best Deadpool movie. I want to say I don't know, 2 was pretty solid. It's Tim not Tim Miller. Tim I, it was Miller. Okay. It was good. It was really good. It was phenomenal. And it's um and then the second movie, I think he left because it got it was creative issues and also it got a bigger budget. I don't think too much bigger, but yes, it did get a significant uh, budget I'm boost. I'm Google that. Continue. Be that's fair. Uh, because it was it was a proven concept then. And it was proven that it can be very successful. So once that it happened, doubled in budget, yeah, that that actually is huge. Like, what was the budget of the first one? Give me 58. numbers. Fifty-eight. Fifty-eight. And so then the other one, one was a hundred. Oh yeah, that's a lot more. So almost double. They were rated the same though. I don't think I don't think it's a bad movie, but I think in terms of like story, I think the first one is better. The second one has it does lean a lot more on spectacle and characters. The second one's a little dumber. Yeah, um, and there is a there is the part though. I think it doesn't necessarily hurt it because uh, Vanessa kind of plays the lady death role by dying, but her dying does feel like bridging a little bit. Yeah, and just it, I think it works. But whenever I watched it, I was like, "Fuck, I liked her. Like, why did we kill her? Yeah. I was mad at the beginning. Now I'm I've." repositioned my opinion on it and gone like well she's kind of doing the lady death thing so it does work but this i don't i like the first one better and it it worked because it was one a lower budget and two the director was really good at it now it wasn't a proven concept mm -hmm. but he was he is a good director um he's done a couple things since then i don't know what but um I, I, I kind of forget what the whole point of this is, but I don't think superhero saturation or fatigue, for that matter, is a real thing. Or, that's no, not what I said earlier. I think it can be a real thing. Yeah. That's, I, I'm with you. I just think it's different than what you first brought up, in mm -hmm. my opinion. Like, I, I think it's more, there's just not, because superhero is so big, there's not as much room for things outside of it. Which I'm not saying is a bad thing, because I do think there are there are 80 years of stories, which I means think, there's 80 years of stories to tell. Yeah. But there's also other stories to tell. I well, I dis I agree, but I I mean it more of there's 80 years of it of comics to draw from, and 
you could you can draw from it and but that's not necessarily what i mean i mean more of there's 80 years plus of this and that's proof of concept that this that superheroes are very popular and won't really lose popularity i feel and just like i think i think you can tell kind of any story if you want it, like if you truly want to tell a superhero story that focuses on such and such things you can make that and yeah. it will work you can do that probably in comics comics are always great for creating new stories but i think there will be a point where they just make a movie that's a superhero movie and has that's not based on anything mm-hmm. whether that will be good or not i don't know um but i think that will happen i agree well that's where these came from like every superhero story started somewhere yes but it started in the comics that's that's, <laughs> that, that's true. what i mean that's true um, and the comics are always going. They're always creating new stories. Uh, comics, there are, they are um, affected by the movies a lot of the times. We've talked about like Samuel Jackson's casting. Yeah, and I think recently uh, they made Reed Richards look a lot more like John Krasinski. Mm-hmm. Like they gave him the beard and everything. But there are, but those are like the more popular ones. You'll see it in other things, and it will be the the creators' passions for it. Um, I want to say Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur, the the comic. Mm-hmm. Um, that seems so much like a somebody came up with these characters, fell in love with these characters that meant something to them and was fun and thus created a really good comic that got an adaptation. And that will always happen. I agree. So I love comics. <laughs> I, do, I know you do. Um, that's why this was more of, I, like I knew, I was like, this can be a Brad Letting episode. Oh, yeah. um, but I feel like... I feel like we agree, um, yeah. <laughs> just in different the, the things, tenses. The things that you say, I they're they're valid points and they're very fair. But I think it's there's a lot of aspects for why a movie will make you feel fatigued. And this is more of I mean more of a base level. Like the story is what ultimately matters. Mm-hmm. But you're going a little bit deeper in terms of like the special effects and how is the acting and all these things are important. But I feel those are secondary. The story is first. Yeah. And then you need to make something else, like, then focus on the other things. That's fair. So, uh, but that has been our episode on yeah. superhero saturation. Uh, I hope people like this. Um, I think they will. Well, and Spotify did an update. I don't know if you noticed. Yeah, no. If you click the time codes, it'll take you to that point in the episode. Oh, really? That's yeah. great. Oh, I don't know if we've even said it in the podcast, but we we have time codes. Yeah, we. You can go down there, and as Seth just said, you can click them. Um, but we have time codes. We do it every week uh, now, and it's for the news. And then we usually will do like a just the topic. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll it'll have non spoiler and spoiler. Um, so if you want to jump around, and if you're like, yeah. I don't really care about. I don't the want news. to hear them rant about Civil War for twenty yeah. minutes. We do Fair. that a lot. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's how we did it because like we we had the issue in the beginning because mm-hmm. um, we really just ran with fucking podcast and didn't didn't do a lot of groundwork. Yeah, um, and then we had to do it later. And we'd get a lot of people um, going like, um, it's two hours, and I only care hours. about thirty minutes of it. <laughs> I don't know where the fuck it is. Yeah, um, and that was fair. Mm-hmm. So we were like, let's get a meet, cause, and I was like, we can make them shorter. And you were like, but I like that we rant around, and I did too. I just wanted to make sure we kept the audience. And the solution was timestamps, and it works. Yeah, if, um, like if so, you don't want to listen to the news, or maybe you just want to listen to the news, like. You can you can do you can listen to it however you want. Mm-hmm. If you're starting this episode and you're like, I want to hear the, the superhero saturation and I don't want to hear them talk about Civil War for the fifth time. Very fair. Yeah. Or <laughs> we've got the time fucking stamps the lobster there. Or, or the lobster or Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Like, 
Well, you don't have to hear us yeah. talk about it. So, but with that, um, if you would like to, or if you could please rate the show first, yes. that would help a lot. It helps people see it. Rate it, it helps it, it be more on like Spotify's like podcast to listen to type mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, if you could do that, that helps a lot. And then if you'd like to reach out to us, we have uh, an email uh, at back to the point 21 at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Yeah. Not, not at at the beginning, just <laughs> back um, to the point 21 at gmail.com. <laughs> thank you. Uh, we were on Twitter and Instagram at back to the point, And then we were on TikTok on at back to the point pod. Uh, and then if you'd like to reach out to us directly, I am at bombastic Brad one. You are plutonic dot like the planet. We're keeping Gus proud. Uh, and with that, we will leave you to be continued with Guardians 3. Oh, so excited. I'm going to cry. <laughs> so oh, our bet is coming to a head. <gasps> oh, shit. I forgot about that. Oh, that's how that's what we're bringing up. That's how we're starting the next yeah, episode. We're going to be like, all right, Seth has to watch Peaky Blinders. <laughs> yeah, he does. Like, that's... You're going to have to. I hope I you know that. I don't think so. You will. <sighs> I don't know. You will. I believe in Rocket. He's not doing that. I believe in Rocket. <laughs> I stand. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll be cool. We'll come we'll back bring it up to next that. Episode. All right. See you next time. See ya.